0: Welcome to the Rocky Mountain Sunshine Podcast where we share faith, have some fun, and strive to add a little bit of sunshine to your day. I am your host, Jason Bringhurst. Thank you so much for joining me today here in Port Angeles, Washington. It is a lovely day here and I am excited to be with you. Today I talk about my family a little bit and I talk about a proclamation that a prophet gave to the world about the family. So let's get to it. Do you have an amazing family? Me too. (laughs) You know, back in uh, 1995, I can't believe it's been so long, but uh, back in 1995, President Gordon B Hinckley gave a very important talk as he was speaking to the women of the church. Jen and I had only been married a few months we had rented an apartment in Springville, Utah, directly across from a church building, and she had gone to this women's session of General Conference. It was September 23rd, 1995, and when she came home from the meeting, she told me that President Hinckley had told them something very important. And When I was able to finally read it, you know, back then we didn't have the internet, so we weren't uh, able to jump on and, and read it immediately, but when I was finally able to read it, I thought that was great. I honestly didn't see the importance, though. It seemed very basic and straightforward to me. I can imagine why it was really necessary, but a prophet of the Lord thought that it was so important that he and the First Presidency and the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles wrote this proclamation to the world. Now, 26 years later, I can only say that it was prophetic, and Jen was right. It was very important. As I was doing the preparation for the show, I wasn't planning on reading the entire Proclamation to the World on the family. I was just planning on reading portions of it that I had highlighted. But as I was uh, going through and and reading it and and getting prepared, I just felt like that it was uh, important maybe to read the entire Proclamation. And it's not very long, so I'm going to go ahead and read it. And this was uh, President Hinckley speaking. And he said, We, the First Presidency and the Council of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, solemnly proclaim that marriage between a man and a woman is ordained of God, and that the family is central to the Creator's plan for the eternal destiny of His children. All human beings, male and female, are created in the image of God. Each is a beloved spirit, son, or daughter of heavenly parents, and as such, each has a divine nature and destiny. Gender is an essential characteristic of individual premortal, mortal, and eternal identity and purpose. In the premortal realm, spirit, sons, and daughters knew and worshipped God as their eternal father, and accepted his plan, by which his children could obtain a physical body and gain earthly experience to progress toward perfection and ultimately realize their divine destiny as heirs of eternal life. The divine plan of happiness enables family relationships to be perpetuated beyond the grave. Sacred ordinances and covenants available only in holy temples make it possible for individuals to return to the presence of God and for families to be united eternally. The first commandment that God gave to Adam and Eve pertained to their potential for parenthood as husband and wife. We declare that God's commandment for His children to multiply and replenish the earth remains in force. We further declare that God has commanded that the sacred powers of procreation are to be employed only between man and woman, lawfully wedded as husband and wife. We declare the means by which mortal life is created to be divinely appointed, We affirm the sanctity of life and its importance in God's eternal plan. Husband and wife have a solemn responsibility to love and care for each other and for their children. Children are an heritage of the Lord. Parents have a sacred duty to rear their children in love and righteousness, to provide for their physical and spiritual needs, and to teach them to love and serve one another, observe the commandments of God, and be law-abiding citizens wherever they live. Husbands and wives, mothers and fathers, will be held accountable before God for the discharge of these obligations. The family is ordained of God. Marriage between man and woman is essential to His eternal plan. Children are entitled to birth within the bonds of matrimony, and to be reared by a father and a mother who honor marital vows with complete fidelity. Happiness in family life is most likely to be achieved when founded upon the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Successful marriages and families are established and maintained on principles of faith, prayer, repentance, forgiveness, respect, love, compassion, work, and wholesome recreational activities. By divine design, fathers are to preside over their families in love and righteousness and are responsible to provide the necessities of life and protection for their families. Mothers are primarily responsible for the nurture of their children. In these sacred responsibilities, fathers and mothers are obligated to help one another as equal partners. Disability, death, or other circumstances may necessitate individual adaptation. Extended families should lend support when needed. We warn that individuals who violate covenants of chastity, who abuse spouse or offspring, or who fail to fulfill family responsibilities will one day stand accountable before God. Further, we warn that the disintegration of the family will bring upon individuals, communities, and the nations the calamities foretold by ancient and modern prophets. We call upon responsible citizens and officers of government everywhere to promote those measures designed to maintain and strengthen the family as the fundamental unit of society. So in addition to these prophets, seers, and revelators, I just want to add my testimony to theirs, that this is of God. This is a proclamation to the world from actual prophets, seers, and revelators. In the driveway last week, I said my morning prayers, just like I usually do. In the morning, we'll back my truck up out of the garage, and then I will let it warm up while I pray. I was in a hurry, actually, this morning to go and pick up my father-in-law for an early doctor's appointment. My wife teaches early morning seminary, so she wasn't able to take him. I was praying, and I thanked Heavenly Father for each of my children by name. And as I pictured their faces, I just broke down into tears. I say those names and those same words every morning. But for some reason that day, I was just so overcome by gratitude for each of them. My beautiful, dear, wonderful children. I understand the word beloved a little better now. I had the thought that, you know, if I died today, my life would have been complete. They've brought me so much joy. I, I can't even put it into words. I'm the luckiest man alive. When I was a wandering teenager, God gave me a special experience. I had a small glimpse of what my life could be like if I followed him. You know, and he's blessed me more than I could have ever imagined. Each of my six children mean so much to me. Love really is not a strong enough word. My love and charity and devotion to each of them is eternal and unbreakable. I had to send them a message right then and there and tell them what I was feeling. I told each of them, my daughter Julian, my daughter Maggie, my daughter Emma, my son Gavin, my daughter Camille, and my youngest son Xavier, to go out and do good in the world. I told them that God has blessed them all immensely and that I feel his love for them. He trusted a knucklehead like me to be their father. Imagine what great blessings he has for them if they will follow him and keep his commandments. I wish that I could have given them each a hug right there. I also told them that they lucked out with my wife as their mother, but they already knew that. I know that there are many who wish that they could be married, but are not. Um, There are many who wish to have children, but cannot. And others who maybe have lost a spouse to death or divorce. And I know that not everyone has a perfect, ideal uh, family situation. I'm not trying to compare. I'm simply being grateful for God's plan of happiness, for how families are central to his plan. Elder Neil L. Anderson taught that as we are righteous, compensatory blessings will always come, even in the most difficult times of our lives. I don't believe that I will be the only one blessed with these things. I believe that those compensatory blessings will come to all of those who follow Jesus Christ. As I look backward to my mother, my father, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, and my ancestors through the ages, and now as I look forward with my wife to my children and their future children, I am just eternally grateful for the tremendous blessings of eternal families. Well, thank you so much for listening. We hope that we've added a little bit of sunshine to your day, and we would really appreciate it if you would rate us and give us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen on. It's a small step that makes a big difference for us. If you like the show, please subscribe, and then you'll be notified when other episodes come out. And as always, go ahead and share it on social media, like everywhere. Just share. Share, share, share. (laughs) So until next time, cheers from the Pacific Northwest.